G'day guys and girls and welcome back to this week's edition of the Extended Bench Podcast. My name's Christian and as always on the other side of the desk is my mate Matt. How you doing today buddy? Not too bad, not too bad. Yourself? Oh mate, a pretty good weekend of fantasy footy behind us and mm. uh, there's a lot to look forward to obviously. Finals are just oh, around the corner. It's getting close. It's getting close. It's great for those players in finals. I think I'm in finals for probably one of my leagues so it's, yeah. it's getting really sad for me at the moment. <laughs> That's okay. There's always something to fight for this time of the year. But I can live vicariously through all of our fans out there and through you as well who's in a lot of the finals so what we're going to do is we're going to push straight on and dive into the first rounds game so that was St Kilda and the Tigers. I mean pretty one-sided contest in the end wasn't it? It was yeah. 111 to 57 in the end the Tigers got up and geez the the really bad part of this game for me fantasy wise was mm. looking at the uh, scores for fantasy at you know quarter time and even half time there was hope for Richmond for once <laughs> there was hope you know, yeah. you had Dusty Martin on about 39 at quarter time. Yeah. You had, uh, I, I think, um, oh, who else was doing really well? Dion Prestia was uh, on track yeah, for a he was huge on score. Yeah. Um, even Kane Lambert was on about 40 almost just mm-hmm. after quarter time. So there were lots of massive starts and they could have, you were kind of hoping that they'd go on with it. But once again, they put in another Richmond fantasy performance, unfortunately. And while Dion Prestia did have a very good game. Yeah. You know, I kind of thought he might push up towards 120 almost. and He was it, definitely looking like it at, at yeah. one point. I actually I remember at one point watching the game, I checked to see what he was on because he was, he was everywhere. He, he was, was in everything. It was incredible. Uh, but yeah, 106 from him is a good score, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Uh, and same too for some of the guys in the 90s, which was Jaden Short with a 98. Very solid score. Great draft guy this year. Yep. Kane Lambert, again, didn't push on. He only had a 94. I say only, you're really happy with that in draft leagues. But, Absolutely, yeah. I mean, with that kind of start, you just wish some of these guys would push it on and make make big hundreds, you know? Yeah. Um, Nan Curvis with 94 was good as well. And Dusty, like I say, he was really solid he for that start. Really, uh, and yeah. he just kind of... I mean, I know he was tagged a little bit, so Steele put a, a bit of a tag to him in the second yeah, quarter. Yeah, Steele wasn't playing too hard on him. He was sort of matched up on him, but then... He, I think he'd forget to like to pay attention to him and Dusty yeah. just run off. I have the odd feeling, honestly, that Dusty kind of knows that they've won the game and is sort of, you know, ah, oh, I've won the Brownlow medal. Ah, oh, I've, <laughs> I've won the Norm Smith medal. You know, I'll uh, just go relax in the forward pocket for a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on, but he's definitely not scoring. He's just playing in more uh, bursts this year as opposed yeah. to last year where he would dominate entire games. He was a man on a mission last year. Absolutely. He'll dominate a quarter, maybe even a half this year and just hasn't done the same as last year. Yeah. Anyone else from Richmond that you want to point out in particular? Um, because again, it's sort of those middling draft league guys for the rest of the team sheet. Yeah, I think we talked about Higgins last week. He's we continuing did. to build so he, from a keeper perspective. Actually, yeah, he did show a lot. I was really, really pleased by what Jack Higgins put out on the field. So 78's a solid score. Again, we kind of thought at the start of the year that he would not only you know struggle it, to, hold struggle to uh, score if he got into the team, but probably not play at all. Yeah. So uh, to be able to score set like high seventies, low eighties this year is really solid it's for Jack Higgins. Yeah. So he's going to be a great player going forward. Uh, we'll move on to the Saints, and you know they had a couple of big scores in Seb Ross coming back in. It was really good with one hundred and twenty-one. I mean, he was terrific all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jade Gresham, you know, he did that thing where every <laughs> once every month, maybe once every six he's weeks, he pops up for a huge score. He's been getting a bit better in the second half of the year. Has the last he? couple of months, he's been able to string a few more games together. Okay. Um, just having a look at his numbers. 
Yeah, Jake Gresham, he's, he's an interesting sort of one because, again, with those small forwards, they really do rely on goals to uh, sort of bump their score up. And he had you know, just the two goals this week, which is pretty good, but yeah, you, uh, the five he, tackles will help. He does, but, I mean, you look at his last month and a half, he's gone... Uh, 104 this week, 50 the week before that. But then the three weeks leading up, up to that, he had 80, 87, 96. Gee, that's consistent, actually. So he's actually sort of... He's taken another step in the last month and a half that's or not, so. That's not bad. Consistency-wise. So it'll be interesting to see if he can continue it for the rest of the year because he's obviously a really talented player. And um, into next year, you reckon? Oh, fingers crossed. I, I quite like Gresham. Mm, he's got... He definitely does have some ability. It just... it. it Sort of depends where he's played because I did notice in uh, Friday night's game that he was through the midfield just a little bit. Yeah. Um, some of the other players for the Saints, uh, Jack Steele has been really solid all year actually, and particularly lately though. Yeah, I think he's been averaging 105 over his last five, something like that. So he's been mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, Billings, uh, you know, a lot of people brought him back in thinking that he was on a roll. 86 is good. 86 is good, but in a salary cap league, it's not what you're paying for. So at this oh, point... At this stage, he's probably priced you're low old. enough that actually, <laughs> yeah, that's actually probably quite good. Actually, that is true. <coughs> he's not premium priced anymore. No, no, he's uh, he's still lost his... Uh, he's lost his premium status there for sure, and you're probably paying for close to a 90. But you're, you're sort of wanting your teams to be complete at this yeah, stage of the year. Yeah. And it, yeah, that's not a uh, complete team score. Yeah. Uh, we spoke about him last week very yeah. briefly. Um, Marshall. Rowan Marshall. Yeah, Rowan Marshall. 88 this week. Mm-hmm. I think he had 114. He did. He, last had a, week. he had a massive score last week. Back to back, decent scores. I'm not saying go out and get him, but put him on your watch list for next year, particularly in Keeper Leagues. Yeah. Because the interesting thing is, the last two weeks he has attended a lot of ruck contests. Yeah, it's been really interesting to see. He's definitely playing that second ruck mm. uh, position. So. Uh, I think who was their number one ruck? It was Hickey in this game, yep. and uh, you know he outscored Hickey. He did absolutely. Uh, he, oh, he's just he's been fantastic, Royal Marshall. The downside for me is, like you say, don't go out and get him this week. He's playing GWS, yep. and if there's one thing GWS have, it's players like uh, Phil Davis yep. uh, who can really take care of those key forwards. So he, I doubt he's going to score particularly well this week. Yeah, I agree. And if he does, then push him up even higher on your watch list for next year because that'll be huge Um, some of the other players uh, I liked what I saw from Hunter Clark (laughs) me too actually particularly because he was playing a lot out of defence yeah so for next year he's going to be a young second year player uh, who has a history of scoring well in the underage level and he's going to have defensive status I mean he was given that as a uh, DPP edition last week Yep. So he's going to be a defender. Was it last week? It might have been earlier in the year. It could have been earlier in the year. I know in Ultimate Footy it was earlier in the year. I I have the odd feeling with uh, AFL Fantasy uh, salary cap leagues, it was just given to him last week. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, But yeah, so definitely keep an eye out for this kid next year. He was on, I think, 54 at half time. Mm -hmm. So he slowed down a bit, but his first half was really good. He was an outlet. Um, They were using him. And he was actually... I bagged him out last week. Another one. I might be like the player whisperer. I bag people out and they become good the next week. Well, maybe you should bag out everybody in the league because, <laughs> I mean, I, I say that. There are some great scorers out there, yeah. but there's been some shenanigans as well this weekend, which players just not scoring up to their capabilities. Uh, some of the downsides for the Saints are players like, you know, Shane Savage, uh, mm. who... We're really expecting more than a 65. David Armitage has been on a tear lately. He came crashing back down to Yeah, earth. 63. Look, that's one bad score out of a month. Maybe, yeah. maybe even five, six weeks. He's been on a real tear. Yeah. Give since, him another chance. The, um, yeah. 
uh, the buy rounds, basically. Yeah, so give him another chance. Look, he's had a bad round. St Kilda have been dominated in this game. Yep. Hopefully they can pull it together for next week. Uh, you know, they're playing GWS, but that could mean that, you know, the ball will be locked in the midfield a fair bit more. Give Armitage a bit more of a chance to score. Uh, we might move on to the next game of the round as well. Mm-hmm. I think we've covered pretty much everyone from the Saints that's uh, fantasy relevant there. So next game was Collingwood North. I thought this was going to be a pretty even match, to be honest. And then the Pies yeah. slammed them, doubled their score pretty much, 130 to 64. Yeah, North uh, started the year really well, but they've really dropped off in the last mm. little while. Um, might be... I, I, Jared Waite going out of the side is a pretty big issue for them. He, yeah. he plays a massive role. It's just... And un- Mason Wood on top of that as well. That's true, yeah. Um, I mean, Magic Door's been pretty good uh, mm. trying to take over that role, but he doesn't quite have the... Maybe the footy brain that uh, yeah. particularly Jared Waite has. So yeah. that does really They're hurt us. Now. Now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so some of the scores, I mean, Collingwood did their usual thing and had some pretty big scores in there. Taylor Adams... For once. So we've been waiting for this for the last month since Trelaw went down. Uh, Yeah. And he's been sort of hovering around around the Heaney zone, to be honest. Yeah, sort of around there, like those mid-90s. Yeah, 95 to about 100, Mm -hmm. 105 sometimes. We've been waiting for this, and he's finally done it, but it's probably too late for most people. It's much too late, and I don't trust him to do it next week either. So I I just don't have the faith in Taylor Adams at the moment. No, Uh, me neither. If you own him in a draft league, congratulations, that's a great score. But if you're looking for a cheap guy to get into your midfield in salary cap leagues, this isn't the guy. Taylor Adams, I don't think, has that consistency this year at least. No. Uh, Underpriced premium next year if he's training well in uh, the preseason, for sure. Uh, Jordan Degoe, massive again. I mean, we all know what he's done this year. He's been fantastic for uh, for draft league owners who picked him up very late. Yeah. Or maybe not even picked up at all, considering he missed the first he would have few, been rounds. On a few At least a few waiver wires to start the year. Uh, Scotty Pendlebury was great again. And mm-hmm. I think you actually bagged Scotty Pendlebury out a little bit uh, a couple of weeks ago. In, maybe not Did bagged I? him out, but just said that he, he wasn't someone that you would look for particularly highly in uh, salary cap leagues. Oh, I might have done. Yeah, I think that... No, you... I think it was more... I think I said he wasn't in the top eight for me, but he was yeah. around that sort of eight, uh, I don't know, 10 to 12 maybe. He's putting in some top eight scores at the moment. He's done pr- pretty yeah, well, yeah, he's, to be honest. The last few weeks have definitely been really, really consistent. Yeah, Josh Day costs 104. I think that's a blip on the radar, to be honest. He's... Look, the kid could be something in the future. I'm not mm. too sure what his fantasy numbers have been like, particularly at underage level. But yeah, I'm not sure. I yeah. suggest not huge. Though. He hasn't. He hasn't been a particularly huge scorer this year. This is one very good game. Keep an eye on him for next year. Mm. Uh, Brody Grundy does what Brody Grundy does. Bounce yep. back from a poor game against West Coast last week, uh, and then yeah, it sort of cuts off after there. But one other question. This is actually an improvement for Steel Side Bottom, <laughs> a 94. Was um, Jacobs playing? No. No, Jacobs was out this game. So, was he tagged? Not particularly. They paid a bit of attention to him, but they also did the same thing to Pendlebury and then Adams when they got a hold of the ball. Did I see something saying he was off injured for a little while? Uh, Does he have any excuses? No, he doesn't have any excuses. This is, yeah. Uh, He was massive, like a a key part of the uh, the Pies engine room. Uh, Look, I, I just don't see him getting around the ball as much, to be honest. He looks almost like he's sometimes going off onto the wing a fair bit more, whereas at the start of the season he was really in and amongst it in the contest. He was Mm. getting a few more tackles. I am seriously worried. Obviously, you've got other priorities this week. I mean, you've got to finalise your teams. Uh, 
but he's lost so much value that yeah. really trading him at this point, you're not getting anything. Six hundred and forty-five thousand. So he's not. Uh, he, he's not at a, a really good premium price he's at anymore. An awful price. Um, he plays Richmond this week, and yeah, so he's going to probably don't struggle give up a lot of points. It's going to be tough. He's 134, so he's going to drop in price even more. If you want to move him on, I'd suggest this week is probably If you've got the one nothing to do better it. to do, if your team is pretty complete and you're happy with it and steel side bottoms there, you know, his scores are sort of taunting you a little bit, mm. get rid of him. Don't mind that at all. There's a lot of other players who are playing at a really high level at the moment. Yep. Steel hasn't been performing over the last month or so. Get him out. Don't mind that idea at all. Uh, some of the other scorers, good to see um, uh, Sam Murray back in the side. Uh, so he yes. was. I mean, he was such a good scorer at the start of the year. Seventy nine isn't a massive score this year, but hopefully he cements a spot in the best twenty two for next crossed, year. Yeah. Because he's a great fantasy he's very player. Very good. Yeah. Uh, the other one, big downside is a lot of people, as a uh, uh, point of difference, have Tom Phillips and an eighty two. He really scrounged his way to this. I think he was on somewhere around about twenty four at halftime. And he just made his way up to 82. So he had a massive second half. But yeah, you'd really be hoping for a lot more from Tom Phillips, even if he is a point of difference player. Uh, yeah. yeah. What's, uh, I think we might actually move on. Oh, actually, no, 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 no. One more to mention. One more. And it's a particularly annoying one for people <laughs> that still have him. Yeah. Jack Crisp. 44. I mean, yeah. he's just been woeful the past few weeks. Uh, there's there's no real defense for it either. Uh, so you have to move Jack Crisp out of your side. You can't afford to keep him in your side yeah, at the moment with these scores. He's still owned by 6.1% of teams. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's not, still not a, a few huge out there. amount, but I think most teams that are still sort of active have probably moved him on by this I point. Would, I would hope so. Or at least teams especially that are still in finals contention have moved yeah. him on by this point. But he's 569,000. Oh, you're not going to get an yeah. awful lot for him. Has but... Jack Crisp, to your memory, has he ever put an entire season together? Or has he put together like almost patches? two-month bursts here and there in a season. He tends to do bursts. I've owned um, him in a keeper league, and I remember he had an amazing couple of months, and then he, you know, died off again, trailed off towards the end of the year. And again, this year, he had a really slow start, was really poor. Mm. A lot of people who started the year would have dropped him. In that middle section of the year, (laughs) he was was outstanding. He was averaging well over 100, and now, over the last month, he's just tailed off again. Hopefully, if he puts some consistency together over over a career... And playing down back, he could rival Laird for his scoring ability, mm. but there's no consistency at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it's it's more than just crisp too. It's kind of across the board at the um yeah the pies half back line especially yeah, the old half back roundup we do. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all over the place it's, week by week. So. Exactly. Um, so we'll move on to the next game of the round, which was you don't want to talk about North. No, not really. You always skip North. I skip North for a reason, mate. No, all right. We'll talk about North. We'll talk about North. They've got at least I don't know two, three people to talk about. Do they have two, three people to talk about? Do your they... boy Ryan Clark scored one hundred and fourteen? Oh shit! <laughs> well, let's talk about Ryan Clark for five minutes then, <laughs> shall we? No, Ryan Clark. He did have a good game. He was played pretty much through the guts or off half back rebounding, which mm-hmm. is where he actually scored well at the end of last year. Yeah. Uh, so if he's played in a good role, then yes, he'll score well. <laughs> but I notice every once in a while he's been played in half-back pockets or um, uh, the back pocket as well. Exactly. Um, And I think the last four weeks he's gone something along the lines of a 
51, 110, then a 20, oh, 27 last week or something like that, and now 114. So, so you're saying consistency is not his strong point? Uh, it is the... I, if, <laughs> I would be willing to bet money on him having the highest standard deviation of any player's scores in the league, to be honest. How much would you bet? I'm not betting you anything. I've lost too much money to you over the years, mate. Um, no, I'm not sure I actually have the, the interest to look it up. In no, your- that's the point. <laughs> You'll make something up and make me give you money. Uh, yeah. Ben Cunnington has been a really solid scorer yeah. all year. He's consistent every year. Draft gold because you always pick him up really late, which is fantastic. But then massive drop-off. So it goes from 109 from Ben Cunnington down to 88 from Sean Higgins. Yeah. So, you know... I suppose another one to talk about might be Toddy Goldstein, who seemed to have a bit of a renaissance over the past few weeks. Yep. 80 against one of the two best ruckmen in the comp is still pretty Agreed. decent. It's pretty decent, but it's... And he was off the field a little bit. I think he got a um, like a whack to the mouth or something like that oh, okay. and was, was bleeding a bit. So, yep. And then Grundy really got on top for the 10 minutes that he was off. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, well, you have him in... Uh, AFL Fantasy. So you have him in a salary cap league. Are you holding on to Todd Goldstein? Um, yes, because he's not really worth anything anymore. Mm. So um, he's what? 673,000. Um, yeah, he, he's. I'm not going to get anything for him if I trade him. I need to find money to upgrade him to someone. Yeah, true. Um, and at this point in the year, I got other. He can, prob- he can be your last thing going into finals, realistically, because he still has the ability to score particularly well. Yep. Um, and I think he's coming up against West Coast this week he's down indeed. in Tasmania. That'll be interesting because, I mean... You guys historically don't do too well in Tasmania. No, we don't We do not do particularly well. But then again, no one does. North have a great record down in Tassie. So mm. do Hawthorne, actually. Yeah. Um, the downside for me with Goldstein this week is that somehow Lysett and... Well, he didn't have anyone else, actually, because Nick Nat went down halfway through the second quarter. Um, Lysett kept Grundy to 64 points last week. That was week. the week before, wasn't it? Uh, the, yeah, the week before. So, so not this round just been, but the week before. So yeah. Vardy played his first game back this week. Yeah. Um, so if Lysett by himself kept Grundy to that low score, mm-hmm. um, you know, could he do the same to Todd Goldstein? It'll be interesting to find out. Yeah. Uh, Next game of the round, because I really don't want to talk about North Melbourne There's anymore from fantasy. Um, <laughs> no, maybe yeah, we'll move on. maybe Paul Hearn, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, but a lot of people still have him, but he's still making money. We've How- got a question about him, so we can ah, talk about him later. Perfect. All right. So next game was Sydney versus Gold Coast. Don't know where this came from. This, <laughs> this was, was bizarre. This was absolutely ridiculous. No, no. This came from complacently complacency. Okay, you think the Swans got complacent? I mean, they must what, have got complacent. What else could have caused this? I, oh my Gold God. Gold Coast didn't suddenly become a good team this week. <laughs> That's true. But they did have some really good scores this week. They I mean, did, yes. Jared Witts has been up and down this year, but overall has His been very really solid. Good. His up is fantastic. I mean, he just gets so many hitouts. 56 hitouts is ridiculous. Wow, that's it's, huge. He's like... He reminds me of Sandy, just a little bit less consistent. You know, he gets almost yeah. a third, if not more, of his score from purely hitouts. Yeah, doesn't need to get too much of it around the ground to get a big score. But nine tackles is impressive. Yeah, he's a he can be pretty physical when he needs to. Yeah, be. Stephen May was massive in the back line as well. Particularly, oh, I think it was five minutes in the last, uh, towards the end of the last quarter, he took about three marks intercepting. I think he's actually had quite a good month from memory. He's been pretty good. I he, think he might have had another ton in there as well, or at least a high ninety or something. He's a frustrating player as well because he falls 
on and off the waiver list a fair bit yeah. in draft leagues. So every once in a while, you'll see Stephen May on the waiver list. You might pick him up. He'll have a terrible week. He'll be dropped almost immediately. And then he'll have an amazing week on the waiver wire. He's another one that has like a good month or so at a time. Yeah. And then he'll sort of drop back to remembering he's a defender and needs yeah. to lock down on someone. <laughs> exactly. Um, Lockie Weller has been okay the last couple of weeks. This was a really good score, 109. He's been building over the course of the yeah. year. Again, he's another wait and see next year because we know his ability. We know what yeah. he can do. So if this is just that sort of uh, first year in the club, getting to know your yep. teammates, yep. Uh, finding your feet, he could be very good next year and very cheap. Uh, Aaron Young, I mean, he had a great game as well. And then yeah, some pretty good scores from some others there. Um, Jared Lyons was pretty disappointing in a, a big win for Gold Coast. I would have thought he would have been more yeah, involved. Yeah, I would have thought so. But, but just 76 for him. You interestingly, know. Tuke Miller and Will Brody scored quite well. Though, Will Brody so. was very good as well. So he's definitely one to keep an eye on for Keeper Leagues. Mm. Uh, another interesting one was uh, Cade Collajasny coming back from that injury. 71 oh, was solid awesome. from him. Good for him. Yeah, so... Uh, Look, I wouldn't read too much into it just yet. And Keeper Leagues, he's completely owned, I would suggest, unless you have a very shallow Keeper League. So just wait and see on Cade Collajasny for next year because if he has a full preseason, he does have some fantasy chops about him. Mm. Uh, Anyone else you want to talk about from Gold Coast or shall we slide over to the Swans? Uh, I reckon we slide over. All right. So Sydney, massive score from Josh Kennedy, 134. Uh, I was actually having a discussion on Twitter the other day with... uh, I I can't quite remember who. I think it might have... I'm sorry if I. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't quite remember who I was chatting with the other day. So apologies, uh, anyone out there listening. But we were having a discussion about JPK and whether or not he can get back to anywhere close to his scoring. So it'd be interesting to see what you, uh, what your thoughts are on the subject. So he, I know that JPK went at an average of about 97 last year, and is averaging, not including this score this week, was averaging under 90 going into this round. It was Bags. There we go. Good man. <laughs> Sorry, Bags. I completely forgot who I was chatting to. Um, so, yeah, Bags and I were having a conversation basically just saying that, you know, could maybe JPK get back up to being a consistent 100 scorer every week? Is that? Do you think that he could do that next year? Oh, I'm not going to say no. Mm-hmm. I think he definitely can do it. The question is, do I think he will? Yeah, um, that's that's the question. Because, I mean, obviously we can't say categorically no, he won't, or yes, he will. This is all pure guess. I think he can. Um, I think he will. For me, the question is how much support he has from the other midfielders. So, with Hanbury being in such poor form this year and mm. the amount that Park has been played up forward, yeah. maybe there's been a little bit more pressure on Kennedy to be the main man. The only man. The only man. Yeah. So if he has a bit more support next year, um, then I can definitely see him bouncing back up. Hopefully. Hopefully, because he has been a champion and a fantasy god as well. He's been so consistent. But as I said last week, I'm just concerned about the wear and tear on all three of those guys I just mentioned. Yeah. And, I mean, when when it's a wear and tear issue, you can get yourself up for a game. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the sustainability of it that can be an issue. Yeah, the, and the worry for me was, uh, like I was saying, he was averaging almost uh, like over 110 for maybe even slightly higher than that for three years in 2014, 15, and 16. And then 2017, he went down and averaged 97. Yeah. That's a big drop. That's a big drop. And then that's continued on to average all, about 90 this year. 
is yeah. what he's done. And that's a big, you know, uh, sample size we've got in there. Two years. Exactly. I, you know, you see those scores drop mm-hmm. off quite regularly in older players, and Josh Kennedy is over 30 now. I just get the feeling that this might be his drop off. Yes, he can improve it, but I don't see him averaging more than 95 points. Uh, going forward myself consistently over an entire year. Yeah, look, I, I can see him doing it, but I think it's entirely dependent on the support around him. Yeah, and um, obviously he is still capable of these big scores every once in a while, so don't completely write him off. He yeah. is still a very I mean, good just player. Just looking at his numbers this year, he's gone one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times over 100. Mm-hmm. Um, so out of 17 games, he's cracked the ton eight times. Yep. He's gone 110. Six of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so but, that's that's pretty big. But so he's he... only backed it up once. Yes. Yeah, only so... one time has he gone back to back um, over 110. And he's had some low scores thrown in, in there as well. It. So, yeah. yeah, as I said, you can get yourself up, mm-hmm. but the sustainability is an issue. It's tough. Uh, some of the other big scorers, Luke Parker on 119 was very good for this game. Mm-hmm. Much more consistent across the ground as well. So he was in the midfield and, you know... It was a, a good balanced game yeah. for fantasy, to be and, honest. And obviously, this is nowhere near a big enough sample size. No. But you get support. You're not the only man in there. Exactly. You can do a little bit better. Uh, Harry Cunningham was the next best scorer on 95. So it did die away for the Swans there. And like you say, they were pretty complacent in this <clears> game. Uh, the real downside for me was uh, seeing Jake Lloyd on only 73, and he is someone that everybody has pretty much penciled into their top six defenders for salary cap leagues. Yeah. You just, I mean, obviously, he's still such a great scorer. You keep him in, but that's just such a bad score. Yeah, but, I mean, on the other hand, the he'd be pretty highly owned, so oh, everyone he would. will be in the same boat. Yeah, it just sucks for those players, you know, in the top 100, maybe even the top 50, who are jostling for spots. Mm. Maybe only one, maybe two people in the top 50 might not have Jake Lloyd, and those people have just jumped up a little bit if they had someone like a Lockie Whitfield as a point of difference. Yeah, he's or... owned by 40.9% of teams, so I'd suggest that it's 90% not affecting too many. of the ones in the top 100 would have Exa- Exactly. Um Colin O'Riordan was uh, pretty solid this week for a 72, and that's uh, it was really good to see because a lot of people would have bought him in just as a little, you know, a cheap downgrade to yeah, make grab. some cash. But you know, if he can make you know 60 to 100 grand over the next couple of weeks while you're uh, before you head into finals, that can be valuable cash for you to make a last minute upgrade going into finals. Yeah, so he's 248,000 break even in next 16, owned by 16.9% of teams, and mm-hmm. has an in this week. So um, I'd still be jumping on him if you need a downgrade option in your back line. Yeah. He's still cheap enough oh, and yeah. he's still going to make you money. Absolutely. And, and his job security he, should be pretty he good. He should still. hold his spot. I mean, he was one of the better performed swans on the day, to be honest. There were a lot of guys who were much mm-hmm. worse than uh, Colin O'Riordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might move on to the next game of the round as well, actually, which was the Bombers versus Fremantle. Yep. I mean, uh, look, Fremantle put a bit of a charge up, but Essendon really had this for most of the game. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say... Frio... Up to half-time, I mean, Frio had the lead and they were really putting it to them, but it just looked like Essendon Essendon wore them down. Yeah, and they were waiting to kick into that next gear a little bit, I think. Um, So, but great job from the Dockers, honestly, to stay with them as long as they did. I didn't think they would be, so yeah, it was a good effort. Mm, After last week's win over Port as well, a couple of weeks ago. Um, So, for the Bombers, we had some, I mean, Devin Smith, best forward all year, single-handedly, he's been fantastic. Mm -hmm. Orazio... 
Arazi <laughs> Orazio Fantasia. I've listened to BT so many times, I don't even know how to properly pronounce it anymore. I, I don't even bother, I just Fantasia. I, I sicken myself. So, uh, Fantasia was very good, and before he was injured, I, I can't remember whether he was injured or suspended last week, but before yeah, that, he it was got a late withdrawal, I think. Hammy, maybe? He had another score of 110, and then yeah. he was out, and he's just come back in for 116. I don't think that's sustainable. But he does go on these massive tears where he can, you know, he's kicked five goals. He's just yep. got such goal smarts. So, geez, it'd be interesting to see what his uh, draft position, you know, average is next year. Yeah, because I, I don't think there's... It, there's <coughs> you're not going to look at him this year. He'll be taken in all your drafts. Oh, of course. And he's not a salary cap guy. But for next year, he's going to be really interesting to, yeah. to try and gauge. Mm. Zach Merritt, I mean, we've been saying it for the past month. He's back. He's looking fantastic. And he worked mm. through a tag from Bailey Banfield as well, which was the he biggest did, thing yeah. for me. So that... Good signs. That's really, really good to see. And Zaharaka's back from injury as well. So before yeah. he got injured... He was in ripping form, Zaharakis. Absolutely. So, I mean, he got injured in the, uh, I think it was the Indigenous Round match. Uh, and so he's been out for quite a while, comes back in, scores 100 off the bat. I mean... 98. It'll be... 98? I've got 101 here. Ooh. Clashing fan footy results. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, really solid score from him. And then from some of the others, I mean, you know, Tom Bell Chambers had a good score, but he was rucking pretty much against uh, Scott Jones. Yeah, yeah. And who who is a big unit, but n- not really AFL ruck standard yet. N- not just yet. Um, Dyson Heppel with a ninety-one, probably not quite enough from him. Uh, there was really good signs from the kid Darcy Parish, who uh, sort of like um. Uh, we were talking earlier about... Ooh, I can't quite remember the name of the player we were talking about, but he got to a 50... Quite, uh, Hunter Clark. Yes. Got to 54 or so at halftime and then yep. just died off towards yeah. the end. Uh, Darcy Parrish coming back from injury. He was on about 50 at halftime. Yep. Died off in the second half, got to 69. So he's still a forward and he will be forward eligible, I'd say, next year too. Yeah. So he'll be an interesting one to watch. Absolutely. Downside for me was, I mean, apart from Sean McKernan's injury, which was really unfortunate, he was just yeah. putting together a good season, actually, uh, was Kyle Langford. And the reason for that, I'm blaming on John Warsfold. <laughs> I mean, everyone, I mean, Cal Toomey is a big fan of Kyle Langford, particularly playing through the midfield. Yeah. And uh, there was even an article last week uh, which was saying that, you know, John yeah. Worsfold said to Kyle Langford, you can either play AFL level for us in the forward line as a forward, or we really need you as a midfielder. Yeah. You've got a big body, but we need you to, uh, you know, uh, learn how to do it. Learn how I to think, do it at I VFL think that level. That conversation happened sort of mid last year, yeah. and then he spent the rest of the year learning his midfield his craft, craft. exactly. Yeah. And they played him up forward this week. He was in the forward line. He was pretty much at full forward for some of the time. So all of that misdirection, and this week he's pretty much played in the forward line. Maybe they were just... Oh, I'd suspect it'll be a one-off. He's been very solid in the midfield. For he's the been last fantastic. Few weeks, so Maybe they're resting him a little bit because, you know... It might just be match-up based. I, I would significantly hope so because he's been a fantastic midfield player. So hopefully he can get back into the centre. Uh, over yep. on the Dockers side of the ledger... Really, only one player cracked 100, which was Lockie Neal, who's, again, consistent as ever. Yeah. Uh, but a goal, 30 touches, 
It, it had a bit of points. a better ratio as well. 12 kicks to 18 handballs, much better than he normally oh, does. Yeah, <laughs> which in itself is worrying that that's the ratio, and it's a good ratio for him. <laughs> for him. Uh, but apart from that, there's a massive drop-off, and the next best was one of your oldest players on the park in Michael Johnson. Mm. 80 from him. So Frio just aren't putting up great fantasy numbers no, at the moment. really not. Yeah, so they're... Michael Walters is another one who's not performing to as high a standard as we hoped. Yeah, Another one I gave a beg to last week. You did. so. I think I, think I said he's, he wasn't startable in drafts last you week. You did. That was huge. 78 is still startable, but it's not just, what you want. Yeah. Just. It's, you don't want that. Um, so really, apart from that, there's just disappointing things for Frio, like uh, Luke Ryan, 45. Yeah, he's seems to be feast and famine at the moment. Yeah. And he's sort of picking the week is proving to be very difficult. Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, he's he's a good a good enough defender that he demands a, a role in your team if you own him in a draft league. Yeah. But he can just have these real down games. Yeah, these absolute nightmare weeks that probably cost you wins. Yeah, when and when he's down, he is down. Uh, yeah, that's really all I want to talk about from Frio at the moment. They aren't too fantasy relevant, so yeah. we might move on to uh, a great game. This was an absolute ripper up at the uh, Gabba, Brisbane versus Adelaide. I mean, Adelaide oh, yeah. just got up in the end, so it was 93-88, to 88, but Brisbane gave it a red-hot try, so they were really going hard in this game. Yeah, um, you, you watched this one? I watched a lot of this one. Yeah, so I, I watched the other ones. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that was also an awesome that, game. That was a rip we'll episode. In a minute. Yeah, so, I mean, I watched the last five minutes of that after. Oh, jeez. Oh, um, so, we had uh, over on the Crows side of the ledger, Matty Crouch. I still think that he's a top-eight midfielder. I agree. And, we both agreed on that. It's, I mean, he's still cheap. Yep. You can still afford him pretty easily. You can probably just go oh, about 50-odd K to get from Steel Sidebottom to Matty Crouch. Let me just have a look at his numbers. Yeah, he's. I mean, I know that he's been consistent leading up to this week, but yeah. not massive. 693,000. So that's what I think it is about fifty grand. Yeah, it's about fifty grand. I think Seal was about six hundred and forty-five. Yeah, so fifty grand you can go up to Matty Crouch. I would be happier with Crouch at the moment. So would I, absolutely. Yeah. He's owned by nine point four six percent of teams, mm. so a little bit of a point of difference as well. Um, he does have Melbourne this week, which Melbourne don't tend to give up a lot of points, but there's always one do, or two players that get. But them. they do tend to play a pretty contested game in the midfield, which does suit Crouch's play Crouch, so. absolutely. Um, maybe a little bit of worry there. Uh, just jumping ahead to another Crows player that read an article saying Sloan might be out again. Uh, so I, yeah, I heard that he had a sore foot because someone stepped on it. So oh god, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so it's all guy can't get any luck. <laughs> to be honest, I think this is blown out of the water because Rashudo said on the radio that he had injured his foot. Okay, and it's all come from that. All right. But Rashudo didn't actually know what had happened to his foot. All right, so so I say, don't panic yet. Watch and wait because it might have just been he might have just got stepped on. He yeah. might just be sore. A lot of people did bring him in last week as well because he was one of the two cheap players that we were talking about. Yeah, uh, we'll get to the other one, uh, Luke Shuey, a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rory Sloan with a seventy-seven, he was tagged pretty hard by Jared Berry. Yeah, he started the game off really well, mm, and I, then Berry clamped down on him. Yeah. He did. I mean, he's a ripping youngster, which I think, from memory, is basically exactly what we were worried would happen last week. Yes, that he'd be tagged. Yeah, so. Again, I, I do think that Sloan is the first person to get a tag in that Adelaide side. 
So oof. he's too risky for me in salary. Yeah, I don't like him at all in salary. Even though cap. he's cheap, he's yeah. just too risky. And there's a lot of injury this year. Like in past mm. years, he's been very solid, yeah. but this year there's a lot of injury risk. So for me, if I mean even just choosing between those two cheap players, I'd absolutely go Shuey ahead of Sloan, just like we said last week. Yeah. Um, some of the other players who performed really well, uh, Rory Laird. Uh, I mean, 89. You'd hope for more, but everyone's got Laird, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Atkins came crashing back down to earth after a fantastic game last week in the hundreds. Uh, scored a fifty three this week, <laughs> um, and then I think three injuries out of the game, unfortunately for uh, Adelaide, to Gallucci, Lockie Murphy, who got taken out by uh, Tom Cutler. Yep. We'll mention in a sec, and Tom Dode as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy D unfortunately injured himself. Uh, hopefully he pulls it up the next week, though. Fingers crossed. I'm actually not sure exactly what they did. So, mm. Well, uh, I'll get to Tom Cutler in a sec, but first of all, when we go over to the Brisbane Lions side of the ledger, Alex Witherden. Uh, are you awesome. not even going to give a shout-out to Greenwood, who got 104? Nah, not really. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, I mean, Hugh Greenwood is a good depth draft player. <laughs> he's had a good game, but, you know, I mean, realistically... Oh, it's pretty harsh. Not even a good job, mate. All right, you did well. You did well, mate. You did well. Um... Over on the Lions ledger, you know, Alex with it in 138. Can you bring up his numbers for me? Because mm-hmm. I have the feeling he's been absolutely fantastic. And I know on Twitter, a lot of people are talking about the possibility of bringing him into salary cap leagues this week. Uh, I I worry because he is such a young player and it's just about to roll around and be finals. And do you want a, a young... I don't want to say unproven because he has scored very well over yeah, his year yeah. and a half, but... But it is only a year and a half that Jeez, he's been playing. yeah. I still feel like, even though he's scoring less, I'd be more comfortable with like a Jake Lloyd or a Lockie, Lockie Whitfield or... Um, yeah. yeah. All right, so first up, we'll go with... Mm-hmm. Um, he's 631,000. Yeah. He plays Geelong this week. He's owned by 3.69% of teams. So he's still... Point of difference. He's very few people own him. Mm-hmm. His numbers the last few weeks, he's gone 138 this week, 97 the week before, 116 the week before that, and then a couple of 70s and then 127 before so, that. So on a three-week tear, really. Yeah. Um, again, I I personally don't feel comfortable with it. If you need a point of difference, uh, then yeah, I don't mind it. Mm. But keep in mind that he's the flavor of the week this week so everybody who wants a point of difference is going to be looking at this guy that's so, true that's true uh, is he going his run home's not too bad mm-hmm. he's got um, Geelong this week which mm, it's difficult to tell whether they're going to give points up or not yep. then he's got North who aren't the easiest matchup but after that it, it opens up a bit with um, Collingwood Suns and Eagles yeah I like it so that's a pretty good finals run Eagles are tough to score against on their day though they are they're a bit tricky mm. um, so uh, as you move on from Alex Witherden Darcy Gardner had a pretty good score as well a couple of good scores from him actually he's been doing yeah. alright back there um, playing the Harris Andrews role yeah pretty much uh, Steph Martin with a 97 consistent as ever alright so Tom Cutler now he's uh, he's been in fantastic form lately for draft league owners he's been absolutely wonderful now, he's gone and gotten himself suspended for two weeks. Yep. I mean, you hold on to him, obviously. Mm-hmm. The only situation I could see where you might not hold on to him is if you are really struggling to get into finals. So, if you're... Yeah, if you if it's a must-win. If you need to win, like, three, the next two or three games, however many you have until your finals start in your league... Yeah. Then go out, trade him to someone who's absolutely in finals. They will pay for him because yeah. he has been scoring very well. So you'll yeah. get some value. But 
I mean, really, you you if you're around about that zone, you can't have two weeks of one of your better defenders just sitting on the pine. Yeah, that's fair. So, what would you be looking for in that trade? Because uh, I agree, so I think it's a good idea for a Tommy Cutler. Uh, what would you be looking for? Is it a fender? Uh, well, what's he been averaging uh, over the past few weeks? Let's have a little bit of a look. See, shall we? Uh, fan footy decides to pull up the information for me. Uh, because as usual, I have done zero research for this. There we go. So he scored uh, since the bye, 97, 101, 142, uh, 59, and 97. So he's had one down week, but apart from that, he's been really been good. Jeez, um, that's that's tough to say. Um, so as a defender, if, you, if you're needing a like for like, oh, I mean... <laughs> question without yeah, notice. It's yeah, it's really it? a question without notice. Um, maybe someone like... Uh, actually, I have no idea what sort of value to place on him. Have you got anyone in mind? No, I don't. That, see, that, that's the thing. Like, uh, so we'll have to... Well, here's another one. Someone like Jaden Short. Is that an option? Like a Jaden Short. Ooh, Short's been having a good year. He's been having a good year, but he's still only averaging 79 on the year. Uh, and What's his Richmond, last few? Uh, well, he's got that 97 last week, or this week, just been... If I own short, I probably am taking Cutler mm-hmm. over him if I'm already sort of locked into finals. Yeah, and that really helps you. So it helps yeah, both yeah. teams, actually. So if you got Jaden short, you'd be really happy with that in a trade to to get those extra two weeks of scoring. Um, maybe even someone like maybe someone like uh, Jack Crisp, who's really on the downslide at the moment. Yeah. Uh, at least you can bring someone into your team who has a little bit of upside to them, and mm-hmm. someone who's heading into finals might be a little bit worried about yep. his scoring ability. Yep. Uh, some, Luke Ryan. Luke Ryan might be another option. Up and down, inconsistent, so someone yep. might be looking to get rid of him, but has those massive scores in him, yep. and you need something a little bit different if you're in this position. Yep. Even someone maybe like a... I guess you could look at someone like a Jared Harbrow on the lower end if you really can't get something. Yep. Someone like a maybe a Heath Shaw, but, I mean, he's actually averaging reasonably well this year, so yeah. averaging somewhere around about 87. So, again, it, you run the gamut here, uh, it depends what someone is willing to pay for him, and maybe you can get a little bit of a uh, like an auction going. Because if there are a couple of teams in your yeah. league who are um, really like uh, locked in, locked into finals, uh, you can put a trade out to the entire league yeah. and see if anyone is interested. Just throw that bait out in the water, and if you get a couple of bites, play them off against each other. Yep. See what you can Don't get. Mind it. Um, so we'll move on from Tom Cutler. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, it's just really unfortunate for draft league owners, to be honest. Yeah. You always hate that at this time of year. Not good timing. Mm. Uh, Beams and Zorko, uh, not the best scores. I mean, Zorko with a 95, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, particularly with the start to the year, some of the scores <laughs> then. Yeah. Uh, but Beams was locked down. Uh, I can't quite remember who was actually playing on him, but I think it was Riley Knight. Yeah, uh, he does do the job sometimes. Yeah, and kept to 85. Again, that where we were a little bit hesitant to put him into the top eight last week. Yeah, I think he snuck in there in the end because I mean he just has such an ability to score. Yeah, when he's on, he's amazing. But he does this, also have this. He does have these games yeah. every now and again. Um, I would expect next week that he'll bounce back. I think he'll bounce back as well, actually, to be honest. Um, anyone else you want to pick out there? I mean, Hugh McCluggage had a down week after being fantastic recently. Mm. Some of their younger guys just didn't quite put in the same. Uh, effort that they have been over the past month and maybe it's just that they're getting a bit tired you know it's a long season for them yeah McCluggage uh, you know um, Matheson wasn't quite up to mm-hmm. um, scratch there uh, Hipwood I mean did you see although Josh Walker's mark that the old man 
<laughs> Jeez, that <laughs> was fantastic. Really well mm. the last couple of weeks. Well, like you say, it's the um, playing that role of uh, Harris Andrews, yeah. you know, going out of the side, and someone needs to be the interceptor. Uh, we'll move on to the next game, which, like you say, I mean, this was a ripper coming down to the last <laughs> last gasp goal after the siren. Yeah, but it it bounced back and forth all all game. Mm. Um, one team would be in front than the other, and then. Um, Melbourne got out that far in front and you're like I think oh, it was like think... 20 points or something no, like that four goals yeah and you're like oh yeah they got it now <laughs> but then Geelong had a massive surge to get home yeah it was ridiculous um, led by Gary Ablett Jr he was fantastic in the last quarter so some big scores from Geelong as well really consistent scoring you had Mitch Duncan with the highest on 124 yep. uh, we all know what he can do. He hasn't put it together this year. Hopefully, he can towards the back end. Fingers crossed. Uh, Tommy Hawkins with seven goals. That is this was a dominant game. That he just was dominant. Everything. Yeah, he was on fire. I mean, I'm going to put this down to. To be honest, the Demons' backline is not the best in terms of their key defenders. Uh, I mean, who have they got? They've got players like Oscar McDonald, who's Oscar still McDonald. young and does get yeah. thrown around a little and bit. Sam Hawkins went to town on him. Yeah, Sam Frost is, again, a bit inexperienced at AFL level and does get thrown around a little uh, bit. I actually think Frost's not that bad. Frost isn't Frost that bad. Frost shut Hawkins down reasonably well in the last quarter. But at the Once sa- he got moved to him. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same point, he's not... He's, a, he's not a yeah, dominant exactly. defender, no. Um, Demons don't really have that true dominant key defender like some other teams have. No, they don't have not like with a Tom McDonald. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like a, they don't have like a Rance or a McGovern or no. um, you know someone like most that. Most teams don't. Well, no, that is true. <laughs> but you know, there, there are a lot of other teams out there yeah. who have that true like standout key defender. Um, yeah. So, uh, so you're putting it down to the Melbourne defence? I am a little bit. I mean, Tom Hawkins has been very good, like pretty consistent this year, yeah. but he's not kicking seven goals every week. No, I'm putting it down to the fact that he just was in the zone this week. Yeah, good. Yeah, like he was marking everything. He was not missing. He mm-hmm. was just in the zone. Yeah, it was good to see the accuracy. Seven goals straight was really good. Yeah, yeah, he was... Mm. If the ball was near him, he was getting it. He was kicking a goal. Just on. Um, Sam and a goal, 115. Great from mm. him, but it probably means we're looking for a 60 next week, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Um, Tim Kelly again. He's been great it's all been year. He's been coming home really strongly yeah. as well. Um, now, Gary Ablett Jr. was not doing too great for most of the match and then put together an epic last quarter. He mm. was the one that dragged him across the line. He was so good. Uh, Paddy Dangerfield is proving that he's a must-have forward as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. And now he the- slowed down. He was on fire early and then mm. I think they moved Harms to him that sounds about right from memory Harms was on Joel Selwood to begin with then moved to Dangerfield and really shut him down yeah. but he was on fire early oh, But so if you don't have him in your side already you need to start Absolutely. making plans to get him into your side yep. because you're not going to win finals without him must have uh, Zach Tui kicked the winning goal which was great on his 30th birthday <laughs> and uh, 107 as well for draft owners he's fantastic uh, again Reese Stanley 99 like I said last week, I, I I do think they've actually settled on a Ruckman. And he's Maybe. performing very well. 31 hitouts, Um And had 21 disposals as well. Maybe. I, yeah, he actually did play really well. I still think that this is it. I think they've settled on a Ruckman. I, I just he's don't had... trust Geelong's Ruck setup. So you don't trust Chris Scott, is what you're saying? Not in terms of Ruckman, no. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so, Reece Stanley, very good this week. Um... Joel Selwood was down, which was a bad sign. I didn't see him getting tagged Harms either. Harms was all over him. Harms was tagging him? Yeah. In the first half, though. So he had a really... I know he had only like three or four touches in the first quarter. Yeah. Um, so he had a big 
sort of second half after Harms was moved on to Dangerfield. Yeah, but what even saying. then, he was not his usual self. Yeah. Um, anyone else from Geelong you want to point out? Otherwise, we'll move on to the Demons. Um, no, not really. Now, we'll move on to the Demons. And one guy that we point, put in as our dark horse, the, someone we wanted in as our eighth midfielder, yep. uh, and is absolutely proving our point, Clayton Oliver, 136. Mm. I want this guy in my midfield. So he did this with Scott Selwood playing on him from quarter time onwards. Yeah, it was amazing. Clayton Oliver is an absolute beast, and you need to get him into your midfield, I reckon. He's fantastic at the moment. Yeah, and uh, you look at these numbers... Mm. 136, that was with 14 kicks and 26 handballs. Wow. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> it was just a great game. It was. Uh, Christian Petrarca put together a good game. Now, he's had, um, uh, similar to, uh, I can't quite remember the other player that we were talking about earlier that's had one bad week, one good, another bad, another good. Oh, there's um, a few of them this year. Yeah, there's a lot of them. But uh, Christian Petrarca has gone 110 twice mm-hmm. in a month. Uh, but you throw that in with a couple of 60s as well. So yeah, so he's... yeah. The consistency just isn't it there. It isn't there, but at least he's put that roof together, that ceiling together yep. towards the end of the season. So he's showing again that he does have an ability to score fantasy-wise. So yeah, absolutely. He had, what was this, uh, 22 disposals, 8 tackles was the big thing for me. Getting in and under. Um, yeah. He, he, w- he was in and under. He was playing quite well. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Lewis was really good this week with uh, 102. He's putting together a pretty solid season, to be honest. He's averaged 89 as a back um, in, uh, you know, I think uh, Ultimate Footy has had him as a back since um, oh, mid-season. He was given that status yeah. here. And he is a back in a salary cap as yeah, well. He'll but be interesting to look at next year, possibly. He will, but he's getting so old that I just I wouldn't yeah. trust it. The body's... You can say he's slowing down a little bit. Yeah, but... and there, there has been that criticism. Hopefully, it's just in the media of Melbourne's back line. Halfbacks with Vince and Lewis being quite slow. And yeah, you, you, Well, they played both of them this week. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, Lewis stays on a little bit longer and Vince will be the first to leave. But yeah, I agree. we'll see how that turns out. A good score from uh, Tommy McDonald with 99. Max Gorn, again, I mean, Rhys Stanley, Did realistically... Really good job. Beat him, hands down. Uh, you reckon beat him, hands down. Yeah, I, I thought he drew even with him, but I well, mean... yeah, it, it, maybe not hands down, but he beat him. Yeah, I, I mean, in terms of just pure hitouts, so Max Gorn did edge him out with 38-31, to 31, but to get 31 hitouts against Max Gorn is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and smashed him around the ground, Stanley. Yeah, so, I, I think the main thing that Stanley did was he didn't let Gorn be that, um, that intercepting weapon. Yeah that marking weapon that he usually is. So yep. he sort of took him out of the game, and for me, that was a win. And worked well on the uh, on the rebound as yeah, well. exactly. Um, Angus Brayshaw, not quite the fantasy score we're looking for with 88, but he's still a must-have. Back him Absolutely. in. Backing he, him in next week. His issue was often that he was on the other side of the ground. Yeah. Or someone would get the ball when they turn the other way. It, it always sucks when that happens. When you're watching yeah. out the ground as well, in particular, you notice that. You can yeah. see your guy on the other wing, and... You just notice for the entire quarter, they're going down the wrong wing. Yeah, so in the second half, that's really what happened with you. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, is there anyone else you want to pick out there? I think we might move on to the Carlton Hawks game. Um, Bailey Fridge? Yeah, better, better week, better week, but still. exclusively off halfback, so... He's, he's a utility, really. I mean, yeah. I have no idea where he's going to play, and because of that, I don't have any faith in his scoring consistency now. Because when he was in the midfield, yeah. I, I was all over it. I absolutely 
loved what he was doing. When he was thrown up forward, no, you can't really justify that. And now off halfback, I mean, 79 is a good score, but... Yeah, it, it is good. Um, I'm surprised he didn't score more because it looked like he was involved a lot. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, for the Hawks and Blues, I mean, this was just a, a demolition. And ne- Carlton never looked like they were in the game, to be honest. <laughs> no. Uh, and Hawthorne could have scored a <laughs> lot more as well. Did you hear today that um, Brendan Favola came out and said that Carlton is the worst team that has ever played the game? I mean, come on. Come on, Fev. That's, <laughs> that's just throwing some uh, <laughs> some shade some on shade. on his old team yeah. there. Um, I don't think they're the worst team that's ever played. I mean, do we remember the old um, uh, Footscray day? Oh, Fitzroy? Uh, the old Fitzroy days? Ever. Jeez, that's harsh. Uh, we'll move on. And I know we try not to mention him, like, every week. and I. <laughs> but seriously, I sometimes forget how good Tom Mitchell is from a fantasy point of view. This guy is an absolute star. He is amazing. The best in the competition by so much, it is not funny. 187 is just ridiculous. I mean, it's come to the point where we're sort of expecting 140 every week. Yeah, basically. Expecting 140. when he's not doing that. That is, I mean, that's ridiculous. I'll move on, but seriously, I am just <laughs> smiling from ear to ear right now because I own him in a keeper league and you just can't knock oh, the smile yeah, off yeah, my yeah. face. You can't you knock it off. to bring it back to yourself, didn't you? <laughs> of course I you do. You couldn't just give him some credit. You had to bring it back to bring it you. Ba- bringing it back to me. Uh, Poppy uh, had a pretty good game as well. 110 yeah, from see, him. This, this is, is one of those... <clears throat> this is one of those games where I think we can kind of take with a bit of salt all Absolute. those scores. Yeah. So... I mean, to be honest, they didn't have a massive, huge fantasy score. So Poppy had 110, and then Luke Bruce had 102. Was very good. Yeah, but the goal scorers, yeah, like they're going to have a good game. That was nine goals, three between them. Yeah, four That's to Poppy and uh, five to Bruce. No, Bruce. Although, I mean, uh, excluding last week, he, has been, been on good. a great run since the bye. He has been good. Uh, John Segler came back in um, and had a pretty good score with 97 and was off um, for a little bit in the first quarter with a blood rule. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was good to see from him, but you'd say that McAvoy is stepping back in as soon as he's fit. Yeah, but I think that might still be a couple of weeks away. Is it? I can't remember how long his injury was for. Um, it might have been three, the, I want to say. Oh, hopefully he can sort of cement uh, maybe even a secondary Ruckman spot in the uh, team because he is... Well, he was playing while McAvoy was. Oh, of course he was. Oh, yeah, but that was like playing them both. Yeah, it's just that he, yeah, he doesn't score quite as well when it's yeah. James Warple was interesting to see actually because he's uh, a youngster who, at underage level, did have the ability to just find the ball, yeah, and get into the right space. Had an eighty-eight this week, and you know he did show a little bit. Hopefully, he can keep his spot on the side for the for the run home, maybe. Yeah, fingers crossed. And we can quite a good player. Yeah, it'd be great to see for keeper leagues for next year because. Mm -hmm. He might go you know, a little bit higher in your um, uh, your keeper league top up drafts. Maybe. Um, who else have we got there? Daniel Howe is out for a very long time, by the looks of it. So he was suspended for two weeks for uh, elbowing Crips. Yep, and, uh, the and then he's sent straight to the tribunal for tripping Zach Fisher. And I think that that trip was the reason that Zach Fisher has done his leg. Yeah, that was the trip that fractured his leg. So, so, and so it's severe. 
uh, intentional, I believe. So that should be a long if, time. If they've deemed that the trip is going to the tribunal, then it's intentional. So basically, I would suggest that he'd miss at least three weeks for that. Yep. Uh, so which is his season. Yep. Which is his season, yep. unfortunately. But he has been pretty average for the last month or so. Yeah. Barring last week, I think. Uh, Ryan Burton, I thought he would do better than this with uh, Sicily out. I, I really thought that he would step back up into that high-scoring halfback role. 62 isn't what we were looking for there, and I've got to say, I guess I was wrong on that. Mm. I I really thought he could step straight back into it, but, you know, some of those other players like Hardwick, um, even... Although, this might have been the wrong game for it, because Carlton often don't win enough of the ball to actually send it forward. And so there was no real need to chip it around in the back line and get those plus sixes. Maybe give it another week. see what he does next week. Yeah, exactly. I think he's got Frio next week, so... So that'll... They probably will get enough of it to send it forward. And, and it's over Freo, at Optus as well, so... Yeah, Freo do tend to bomb it forward, so it will be a good opportunity for him to do that intercept roll. Yeah. Um, looking at the uh, Colton side of the ledger, I mean, Paddy Cripps is just getting it done every week at the moment. He's yeah. fantastic. Uh, two goals in there, seven tackles. He's one of the few who can actually hold his head high from this game. <laughs> um, he's terrific. I mean, what do you reckon, top eight mid? For salary cap um, leagues? It's, well, based on the last month or so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I like it. Um, Matty Kennedy put together a really good score. He hasn't had a great year, but we know no. he can score like this because he's that big inside body, wins his own ball. Hopefully he can do this more next year and we can pick him up super cheap. <clears throat> yeah. Although he, he was super cheap this year, to be honest. Yeah, but. well, he was. I think he was um, one of those mid-price guys that a lot of people looked at mm-hmm. pre-season. Um, but yeah, he's just been fairly rubbish and or injured basically the entire year yeah this is quite easily his highest score of the year Mm. Mark Murphy with 102 was pretty solid and uh, I mean we go down to Ed Kernow here with Mm. 84 he is just I mean he's a a fantasy money pit at the moment he's just losing you so much money you need to get him out of your salary cap leagues if you somehow still have him in your team Um, because yeah he's just not scoring anywhere near high enough to validate his spot uh, Cade Simpson was tricky because, I mean, he was doing okay, but he did, like, whack right into Jones somewhere in the first quarter as well and really looked like he was sort of limping oh, a little bit a, afterwards. A hip on hip, I think. Yeah, he did look like he was sort of limping a bit afterwards. He was a bit yeah. slower than usual. Hopefully, he pulls up this week, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, and then, like we said, Zach Fisher, one of our, one of our boys, he was... <laughs> one of our favourites. Yeah, he just... Just, yeah, broke his leg, fractured, unfortunately. So his season is over. Um, so in draft leagues, in redrafts, you'll have to move him on, yeah. pick someone up off of the waiver wire, some, anyone. Yeah. And uh, in keepers, you hang on to him because he is going to be a very, very good player. Yep. Very interesting to watch. Um, I think we might move on from there and go over to the, mm-hmm. uh, the West and uh, have a look at the West Coast Western Bulldogs match. Um, and again, you know, West, West Coast did just look like they had this pretty much under control. But West Coast are, I mean, they were fantasy irrelevant almost at the start of this year. And uh, they just looked like they didn't have anyone you could uh, sustainably yep. pick. But they're putting together some really good scores. I mean, Yo is a must-have in the back line. Yep. Uh, 134 was huge. Absolutely. Uh, Jack Redden is putting together an amazing second half of the year. Yeah, and he's been really good. I mean, there's some people that actually picked him up halfway through the year because he was so cheap after one good game, and those people are... They're laughing. Oh, 
Pat your backs, guys. Uh, Jack Darling was very good. I mean, we know what kind of the start of the year he had. Career best. I don't think he goes straight back up to that, but no. I mean, if but he... Was this his second game back? Second game back, yeah. Kennedy, Darling, and Lacroix all came back in last week. That's right. And strangely, West Coast became quite good, good again, again all of a sudden. <laughs> it's... Who knew having a forward line would help? Well, I, I read somewhere that those three are all within the top five Eagles goal scorers of all time. Each of those three. So... I mean, that's pretty big. Having a forward line is pretty good. Yeah, true. Uh, Chris Marston as well with 104. Andrew Gaff, I mean, you're comfortable with 104, but he's put together such a good year that you yeah. almost you expect more from him. Yeah, you would have been thinking 110, 112 at least. But... Well, he's a gun, though. I mean, 35 disposals, only the three marks, which was it. And it was wet. It was windy. Yeah. I mean, the ball wasn't quite going to where players wanted, so it looked pretty scrappy. Difficult for plus sixes. Exactly. Uh, Luke Shuey, so we'll, we'll talk about him just quickly. Now, he was one that we talked about last week as being so cheap. At 557k, he was last week. Yeah. Now, he's gone up about 40-odd this week, so I think he's 590. Exactly, yep. Uh, Only owned by 3% of teams. Get him in. I've I've just bought him in. Yeah. And that's... say uh, So, I think I've gotten rid of Ahern, I think, this week. Because, look, you need to make your cash grabs where you can. With mm-hmm. some of your rookies at this stage of the year. Yep. So I've downgraded Ahern because he was on my bench for, I think it was Paulson, you know, just some playing rookie. Some random. Yep. Um, who's cheap as chips. Uh, made a lot of money. Uh, bought in uh, Luke Shuey as an upgrade from someone. I think I had Ed Phillips still chugging around somewhere yep. on the bench. Uh, bought him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, not on the bench. Ed Phillips was on my field, actually. He's uh, on my field as well. Yeah. Moment. And that only costs about 100k. Yeah. So, I mean,. It's, it's a great option, realistically. And yeah. he's going to make a lot of money over the next few weeks because his break-even's only 60. Yeah. And he's scoring well as well. So. Yeah, look, it's something that i definitely consider based purely on his price at the moment. Mm. Um, the fact that he plays north does concern me a little bit. It, but... Um, look, Ben Jacobs, if he comes back in this week, has been suffering ridiculous concussion issues. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if he's on top of his game when he comes straight back in. And even then, who does Jacobs tag? Does he tag Yo or Gaff over Shuey? Yeah, you see, I'm not too, I'm not as concerned about the Jacobs tag as just the just fact that... worried about North, the team as a whole. They as a whole don't give up a huge, huge amount of points. Yeah, good call, good call. Um, I mean, even this week they played um, Collingwood, and yeah, there were a couple of big scores in there, but hmm. there were a lot that were kind of just hundreds. Yeah, And yeah. that's from Collingwood, who... Go berserk with scores usually. So I get you. Um, so uh, some of the other big scores are Lewis Jetta, Cripps, Duggan all broke the ton, which was great to see. Mm-hmm. Um, Shannon Hearn was the next one down, and that was a fair way down with eighty six. So good to see that Shannon Hearn got off with that charge as well, because yes. yeah, that's right, right decision by the uh, the MRO there. Um, anyone else you want to pick up on there from West Coast? Uh, not really. The only one I really want to uh, maybe two more. Just Dom Sheed. I don't know what's happening with Dom Sheed this year. For keeper owners, you'd be shocked with this. This was the year you were sort of expecting Dom break Sheed out. to really break out. Yep. And he has gone the opposite way. So next year, we might be able to pick up a cheap bargain in mm. salary cap leagues if he can kick it into gear next year. Is he playing a different position or anything? Or I is he still playing midfield? I, he seems to be playing midfield, but it could just be that... Because Yo is spending much more time in the centre clearances. Redden's so spending so much time in the clearances. Um, and then you've got Gaff, who has put a bit more inside game into uh, true, what yeah. he's doing. And you've still got Shuey there, obviously. Maybe 
it's just not the rotations just, for yeah, him. Yeah, it's, it's, he's just been pushed back a little bit in the pecking order. Possibly, yeah. Um, yeah, we might move on. Actually, just one more quickly. Uh, Mark Hutchings is damaging as a tagger at the mm. moment. Um, oh, yeah. Watch out if you um, your star midfielder is coming up against West Coast because he's kept Jack McRae this week to 76. Yeah, that was huge. So, uh, yeah, you've got to be very, very careful of that. Um, and it does mean that Jack McRae is falling so much in cash. He is so cheap. If you can pick him up in three weeks' time when final starts, just like right before it starts, <laughs> that would be fantastic for cheapest chips. Um, but some of the big scorers for the Bulldogs, I mean, Lockie Hunter with 104 was fantastic. Josh Dunkley as well. I mean, he's putting together a great end of the year now that he's playing a role which is more suitable to fantasy Since scoring. Since he came back into the team, he's been... One of the best. He's been fantastic. Proves why uh, you're such a big fan of him, mate. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you've got that smile on your face now. <laughs> the Mitchell smile. Um, Toby McLean, this is better this week. He hasn't been particularly fantastic over the past couple mm. with scores in the 80s, but he is still a top six mid. Don't get too frustrated by that. Hayden Crozier came back in yeah. lazy 97 yeah I mean we always thought he's got the role at the moment which yeah. is um, uh, good for fantasy yeah. scoring but yeah it's yeah, tough I think that the what is it would have been like 1 or 2% of people that owned him probably Oof. moved him on when he was out with that hamstring tightness I would, have, I would so, say so yeah um, I wouldn't be bringing him back in at this point but he's having a good end of the year yeah and Caleb Daniel did really well in this game as well but he's just having such an inconsistent year for draft owners yeah um, I think that's all I really want to talk about from the, the Bulldogs as well. Apart just from maybe McRae. Luke Dalhouse. Oh, hang on. Yeah, yeah just with McRae. McRae, I'll just say his break even's 160, so mm. he's 736,000. I wouldn't be bringing him in for until just before finals, I reckon. Yeah, I agree. But having said that, you may need the points that you think he's going to get in the next couple of weeks. It'll so, be interesting. But if you can afford to hold off, mm-hmm. 160 is huge. Yeah. Uh, Luke Dalhouse, uh, syndesmosis uh, injury uh, in the foot, which yep. I believe is his season. Yes. That's so, season-ending injury, which is tough for draft owners out there because he was yeah. just getting that little bit of form together. Yep. Uh, but no, unfortunately, he is out for the year. Um, and Brad Lynch, for some of those uh, salary cap owners who are hoping that mm. he's definitely going to play and make some cash in the next couple of rounds... There's a chance he might go out because he was pretty poor in this game. And Beveridge does like to ring the changes. He does. But, I mean, with Dalhouse going out injured, I imagine Honeychurch probably won't play this week You'd either. I'd be surprised if he Because it was a pretty serious concussion that he got. He was yeah. in hospital all night. I would suggest that he keeps his spot, Brad Lynch. I don't know. Unless um, they have big changes, like four or five I, changes. I don't know who's doing well in their VFL team. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not unusual for Beveridge to make three or four changes a week. That's true. If he's trying to elicit a response from his team. Mm. So, the fact that they have two other force changes, for me, doesn't really come into it. Yeah, fair cool. All right, we'll move on to the last game of the round, which was GWS versus Port. I mean, this was... A really good game for most of it, like really good. And then in the last, you know, 20 minutes, GWS just pulled ahead and nothing the power could do, really. Um, some big scores from some of the GWS boys and some of the guys that we have entrenched in our, our top salary cap team. Yeah. Stephen Cornelio was fantastic, even though for some reason he was playing at full forward he does a couple that. of times. He does that. He's yeah. been doing that pretty much the last two months. I just saw it at the start of the game. It was the very start of the game. Yeah. It was, it was Usually very he starts on the 
bench. Yeah. Or not usually, but sometimes he even starts on the bench. He's, they like to throw him around. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. It just means he's adaptable. Uh, Josh Kelly with 115. Fantastic. It's good because I had been getting a bit worried about Kelly. He's had a lot of 80s lately. Mm. Uh, Lockie Whitfield again. I mean, he's a must-have for it your back good line. to finally have him in my team. I know. It's, well, <laughs> it feels so he good. was so bad for the start of the year, so you could safely say, oh, no, he'll, it'll be fine. And then he became a defender. He was scoring okay, and you're like, oh, I can wait a little bit. And then he started cracking out 150s and 120s, yeah. and you just have to get him in. Uh, Callum Ward was solid with 113. Dawson Simpson, 109 out of nowhere. Uh, I suppose he's not rucking, playing against anyone. He was not rucking against anyone. So It was brilliant. I mean... I don't think Ken Hinckley has any idea what to do with the Rock situation because once Ryder goes down, yep. they have no one. I no, mean, Charlie really Dixon was playing. They need him for their forward structure. Though. Exactly. So they tried him in the Rock and then they shunted him up forward I again mean, because Dougal they needed him. Howard took over. Dougal Howard took he's over. broken his hand. I, yeah, so I he heard that he's got an injury. Get up this week. So that's ridiculous. So I, they I, might have to give it a... Debut to someone. Yeah, but I, I heard... I think that one of their young uh, Ruckman has injured himself as well. So. Possibly. I think they got Frampton and Laddams. Yeah, I think Frampton is still up and going. So. Yeah. Um, so it will be interesting to see if they give a debut yeah. to someone or if they try and manufacture some makeshift fake Ruckman like the Bulldogs. Have the <laughs> oh, God, years. that's... I mean... Well, you saw what happened in this game. Dawson Simpson was dominant. He had 46 hitouts, but a fair amount of those were to advantage, which was... Yeah. I mean, if you're getting hitouts to advantage to players like Josh Kelly, Canelio, oh, Whitfield, yeah. you're not winning that game. No. Ruckman are a necessity in this competition, and teams that don't think that are going to lose. So, yeah. Hitouts to advantage is the Exactly. The so, it'll be interesting. I mean, they do have a young kid, um, Sam Hayes, I think. He's injured at the moment. He's injured at the moment, but for the future, hopefully he can put together Fingers a great crossed. career. He's got to build a tank first, though. Exactly. Uh, some of the other players, I mean, J- Jacob Hopper was good with 100. Uh, he was... Mm-hmm. He was up forward a fair bit as well, actually. So, if he gets forward status for next year, that'll be very interesting. Could be interesting, because he's mm-hmm. got a lot of talent. In draft leagues. Uh, and then, drops off a little bit with Heath Shaw on 88. Dylan mm-hmm. Scheel and Tim Taranto, those good draft guys at the moment. Yeah. Um, Delidio's back. Yeah, Delidio. 70, and first match back. Yeah, I'm, I still don't really have too much faith in it. He was very I, good at the, in that middle point of the year. He looked fantastic, but he yep. got injured again. He'll probably I do a calf in two no weeks. faith in his calves nope. whatsoever. No, nope. move on. Uh, Toby Green's still trying to work his way back in, but still affecting the game. I mean, his yeah. two goals were awesome. I don't know if you saw the highlights of those. No, I haven't. Uh, check them out. They're brilliant. Yeah, I'll yeah. have a look. Uh, we might move on. So, Port... That's about it. Uh, Robbie Gray was the top scorer. Seriously, Gray? Um, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, he was playing a little bit through the midfield with 24 disposals, but he was up for... I mean, I... To be honest, he could be played at full forward next week, score four goals and only get 80 points. So, who knows? I don't trust Robbie Gray enough. I Actually, no, I don't trust where Ken Hinckley is playing him enough because if Robbie Gray is in the midfield, he's a must-have player. Yeah, yeah, he's a different player. It's just tough. And then some good scores with Pollock there, 107. Rockliffe with 106. Good to see him breaking the ton. and with a good 11 tackles as well. If he can keep that up, he definitely is a top six forward. Um, Ollie Wines with 101. I I don't even know what to say there because he looked like a must-have in the middle of the year and then just trailed off. Yeah, it's been bizarre. Yeah, Jasper Pittard is going to be interesting for next year because he's going to get a big discount for missing a lot of the year. He's missed a lot of games. And uh, he had a five-round average of 55 heading into this game, so he's Mm. going to be cheap. But he can, when he puts it all together, he's a 
good scorer. Interesting for next year, absolutely. Uh, Chad Wingard, 81. Give it another week. Yeah. Give it another week because he was looking fantastic. He was still playing through the midfield. He just didn't quite get as much of the ball. Don't stress yep. too much. Don't rage trade him out right now. Not yet. Um, and I think that that's really all we need to talk about for this week. So what we can, yes. yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to break the podcast in half here, and we'll be back in part two. We're back for our mailbag section where we're going to answer all of your questions from Twitter, and of course we'll play our favorite game, risk it for the biscuit. Try to find a few waiver list picks to help you out in your draft leagues. So see you shortly.